Boy, what happens when you double-click your finger? <laughs> Good morning! It's blue skies out there. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful Thursday. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK. This is a problem that's been going over over the past year or so all over the country, and that is false reports of bomb scares, things like that. Well, multiple school districts all across eastern Washington yesterday, a lot of districts in the... uh, more central part of the state. They closed due to the bomb threats. Uh, We did not close in Colville for the school district, although they did get the uh, very vague email. Uh, We talked with uh, Colville School Superintendent Kevin Knight about their decision not to close on this false report. Hello, this is Kevin Knight. I'm superintendent of Colville School District, and I'd like to update the community of Colville on a recent bomb hoax that we received an email this morning at about 11 a.m. Us and 35 school districts in, in eastern Washington, our school security director and myself, and correspondents with many other directors around the uh, state, were convinced that this was a hoax. We did call our sheriff's department and our police department and communicated with them at that time, made sure that our staff was aware that We've received an email, and since then we've sent out a message to our parents saying, hey, we, we did receive this hoax email. School security is paramount to Colville School District, and we will continue to make sure their students are always safe. We did not close, and we did not lock down or evacuate. We've received confirmation from ASD 101, which is the governing body over Eastern Washington Schools, OSPI, the state. All those confirmed it was a hoax email. It did not name any of our schools or even our community. It was a... Uh, bombs planted outside your school type of email, and it didn't name Colville or any of our schools or anything like that. I know that the police are looking into that. All right, Davenport School District, they did evacuate all their schools in the uh, district about that uh, from that uh, email. They're uh, the Almira Cooley Heartline, they got the email. And uh, so they released their students uh, yesterday. The Wilbur Crestline School District, they relocated students to a local church and uh, released a school early on that. The Reardon uh, School District, they went into a secure and teach protocol Uh, due to that uh, bomb threat. Again, this has become a problem nationwide, not just around here. Well, the Kettle Falls School District, they were aware of that uh, email. The Kettle Falls School District was not one of the schools getting the email, They uh, did believe the entire thing was a hoax. Very uh, similar threats have been happening across the country. Uh, They call it swatting. And, uh, of course, uh, Kettle Falls, they reviewed it. They were prepared. But they, they did not receive the email. 
But uh, again, so if you got the call yesterday uh, midday, um, the Colville schools opting to uh, continue school more or less as normal yesterday. You know the name Tempur-Pedic. If you have a bad back, you may already own one. The back pain relief is legendary. I have a secret for you. Tempur-Pedic mattress support system also provides a good night's sleep. You don't have to wait for a bad back. You can get a good night's sleep now. Don't take my word for it. Ask somebody who owns one. Come to Sandra's for a seven-minute test rest, and we'll change your life forever. Sandra's Furniture, downtown Colville. Stevens County Central the Republican Central Committee, they will be hosting the first reported Republican candidate running for governor in 2024. Simi Bird is on tour, meeting with people in a variety of town hall events. One of them will be here in Colville this Saturday. Here's more information on that. This is Larry Batterton. I am the chairman of the Stevens County Republican Central Committee. April 14th and 15th, Simi Bird, the first announced Republican candidate for the gubernatorial race for 24, is going to come to the area. We actually are having Simi come to our Lincoln Day dinner but I was contacted after that arrangement was made by the Central Committee in Ponderay County, and they said, we're going to invite Simi up to do some town halls. Would you and Stevens County like to be part of that? So I said, sure, that would be great. So actually what is happening is that Simi is going to be in the two-county area on the 14th and the 15th. He's going to be traveling from south to north in Ponderay on Friday the 14th. And then he is going to be traveling from north to south in Stevens County on the 15th. And the first of those is at 9.30 in the morning at the ambulance training shop in Colville at 9.30. He'll also be at 12 o'clock. He'll be in the Deer Park area at the uh, Tri-County Christian Center. And then at 3 o'clock in the Suncrest area at the Fire Station 8 training room here in Suncrest. Just basically town hall meetings. Many people probably do not know who Semi Bird is. And so this is kind of a meet and greet, get to know and let him have the opportunity to talk a little bit about his background and credentials to be governor of the state and also just some question and answer time so people can begin to understand his background. Simi lives down in the Tri-Cities area. His background, I feel, is a pretty good background for this position for governor. He's a former United States Marine, and he was also a Special Forces Green Beret in his military. So he's served our country in several different capacities and earned some of the national higher awards. Currently in the Tri-Cities area, he has a small business. He is a behavioral scientist, and he's the executive director of Team Concept Training and Consulting, a consulting company there in the Tri-Cities area. So he has you know, a lot of background in the leadership area. He does 
consulting in that area. He served as associate director at WSU. He's been a federal director for our Department of Energy. And he's also been an advisor to the U.S. ambassador to Bangladesh. So he has quite a varied background. He's currently, and I think what really has prompted him to announce a run for the governorship, he is currently school board director of the Richland School District there in the Tri-Cities area. And I think it was that area of his involvement that a lot of the mandates that our current governor forced during COVID, et cetera, and the effect that Simi, as a behavioral scientist, Simi understood what some of the repercussions of those mandates in closing down classes, et cetera, what some of the repercussions of those decisions would be on children later on. And some of those are definitely proving out to be true. So I think that was part of the trigger, if you will, that triggered him to say there needs to be a change in our state. And this is the way that I think that I can affect the state in a positive way. All right. This uh, gathering is going to be Saturday, early morning, 930 in the morning. Semi Bird at the Sheriff's Ambulance uh, Center up there the north side of Colville. He'll also be in Deer Park on Saturday uh, noontime at the Tri-County Christian Center. He'll be in Suncrest at 3 in the afternoon at the fire station number 8 training room. On uh, Friday, he will be over in Ponderay County making a number of stops over uh, just to the east of us. For top-notch customer service and unmatched choices in insurance products, you can depend on the folks at Guide Insurance Services in Colville for home and auto, farm, life, health, personal and business insurance policies. Call for a free quote and take advantage of rates, benefits, and services designed to give you more for your money. Call Guide Insurance Services today at 684-5850 or stop in at the Town Center Building, 298 South Main, Suite 101. On Tuesday afternoon, the Stevens County Emergency Services Director, Adina Sellers, reported to the county commissioners that there were a number of public roads, fire stations, and other infrastructure in the county impassable due to the extraordinary rainfall and snow melt-off. Well, in that same hour that she was reporting to the county to get a declaration of emergency, Adina Sellers was posting on her Facebook page that there may be a small non-county road here and there that we don't know about with floodwaters, but nothing is closed through traffic currently. When it comes to things like banking, emergency services, government affairs, much of what we deal with is trust and truth. The 
the county commissioners in a 3 nothing vote voted to declare a state of emergency on Tuesday afternoon based on the information that county roads were impassable due to this big rainfall and snow melt-off. Yet the same person making that report says that nothing is closed to through traffic and we don't know, you know, about any floodwaters over county roads. We talked with Wes McCart, Stevens County Commissioner, over that state of emergency due to the flooding. So the statute on the ability for the legislative authority to declare an emergency is pretty broad. It doesn't really have a threshold in it. It is up to our determination. And different emergencies kind of get different scrutiny. Some, like previous ones, where it's a fire and we're overwhelmed and we need outside resources from the state. That might be one thing. We've had wind blowdowns where we've had the need to waive permitting so people could get their trees cleaned up with one Forest Practices Act instead of everybody waiting for weeks to try and get their own individual one done. We could do one to cover almost all of the property owners. Sometimes it's just paperwork things. We had a culvert fail yesterday and we signed for an emergency HPA, which we don't necessarily need emergency declaration for, but it was part of a situation that happened in the Hunter's Creek And later that afternoon, we were needing to sandbag to protect the fire station down in the Hunters area because of the culvert blowout, the creek overdoing its bounds and stuff. And in order to use county resources on other junior taxing districts, you really want an emergency declaration so that we're using our dollars correctly. To use county resources to help protect that public infrastructure. We had other reports of roads that had gone down that were one lane or had sloughed off in multiple different places around the county. The erosion had taken out a road or he had water over the road. So it got to the threshold where we needed to use county resources outside of what would be considered like a normal budget or just a one-off. And so we determined as county commissioners that in order to make this more official and get the state engaged in knowing that we had some problems, we may need additional resources, we may need additional sandbags, we declared the emergency. And that allows us to help protect the fire districts and different other governmental structures. There's different areas that are getting hit differently. Like, I know that, you know, the Shimmikin is big time flooding right now, but no more than it would in a normal heavy winter. It's not really creating any problems. The hunters, part of the reason I think that's creating problems is because of the old Carpenter Road fire. That's why we mentioned in there the burn scars. You know, some of the different road washouts have to do with just simply you got a lot of water, a lot of snow coming off different areas. And I think just the way some of them have defrosted and some of them haven't. Really the key here was the fact that we were getting requests for sandbags, especially for a fire station. We want to make sure we protect that. My experience in doing these emergency declarations is when we get a call that warrants 
putting resources out that we normally wouldn't put out, it's always better to do that ahead of time. If we wait too long, we don't necessarily get the help we need. So, I mean, we have a good supply of sandbags. We probably have enough to get us by. But if we're using our sandbags and we need more, by having done the emergency declaration up front and notifying the state that we have issues and the weather service, they're keying in on us to be able to help supply those additional resources if we need them. Again, if you've got a situation that goes bad, it's better to be prepared a little bit ahead of time than find yourself underwater, literally. It's going to cost us a little bit of money in road repair and stuff. Nothing that we probably can't handle. It's not done. We kind of got a reprieve last night with the colder temperatures. It didn't reduce the flows any, but it helped moderate the flows from getting bigger. But I think as we see this melt, if we get a few more days of, of rain, and I know that they're predicting we could this next few days, it could compound the situation. So some of the areas that aren't flooded yet, and I'd say, you know, in central Stevens County could see a lot more if that happens, because there's still a lot of snow up in the mountains. I would like to assume that it will come off reasonably slow rather than all at once. One of the things that's helping us this year, report from the state on the water forecast, we're at about 85% of normal. And the reason that we're seeing that is because the soil moisture was really, really low. You know, a lot of this that's been able to soak into the ground has been helping to replenish that water table and the soil moisture, which is fantastic, right? Had the soil been really moist, I think we'd have worse flooding. And that certainly has helped a lot, the uh, water soaking into the ground, replenishing things. Uh, The Colville River actually has gone down just a little bit uh, this morning from what it was yesterday. About 10 last night, it uh, began to go down a little bit. We're still going to keep an eye on that, but uh, depending on the weather, and a lot of it has to do with cooling off at night. Uh, We had a few nights there that stayed uh, very warm and uh, we saw a lot of runoff. That was Stevens County Wes McCart with the report on that emergency declaration. Are you tired of being tired? Are you concerned about your kids' behavior, having trouble focusing at work or caring about things? The second day of a three-day series on health focuses on a destructive, toxic ingredient hidden under many names that's found in most boxed, canned, and prepared foods. Come to the American Legion Hall upper entrance at the corner of 6th and Main in Colville from 5.30 until 7 to learn what this dangerous substance and others are likely doing to you and your family and what to do about it. Admission is free. Adolescents to adults are invited. Hey, do you feel like you, you know, need to pay three times the property tax that you're paying already? It's a last-minute bill. It's been introduced in the Senate. They're pushing for a significant property tax increase. 
A bill introduced this week would allow 3% state and local property tax hikes without a vote of the people. That's triple the current 1% limit. Senate Republican budget lead Linda Wilson says this is the wrong time for something like this. At a time when inflation is still high, we're heading into a recession, people can't afford their property taxes as it is. I hear from my constituents all the time. Now is not the time to raise property taxes. Senate Republican capital budget lead Mark Schessler has a question. When is enough enough? We have seen the death tax. We've seen higher B&O taxes. We've seen cap and tax on carbon. We have seen new tax after new tax plus local options. When is enough for some people? 20 Senate Democrats are sponsoring the measure. They have just a few more days to bring it to the Senate floor before the end of the legislative session on April 23rd. I'm Kimberly Wirtz. Vagen Brothers Lumber specializes in forest improvements and thinning treatments that add value to the forests for people, products, and the environment. We are currently purchasing saw logs, tonwood, chipwood, and also timberland. Contact Vagen Brothers today at 509-684-5071. Or for more information, go to www.vagenbrothers.com. Oh, it's an off day. The Mariners traveling back to Seattle after wrapping up their series with Chicago yesterday. What a game it was. Logan Gilbert pitched six and two-thirds innings of four-hit ball. Consecutive home runs for the Mariners in the eighth inning. The Mariners snap a three-game losing streak. They beat the Chicago Cubs 5 to two. In addition to the win, Jared Kellenick, he hit a home run. It landed in the upper center field bleachers. 482 feet. The second longest home run in Chicago since they started tracking the length of home runs. Uh, Back in 2017, in the National League Championship Series, there was a 491-foot home run. But, uh, oh my goodness. What a home run indeed, 482 feet. Well, the Mariners are traveling back to Seattle where they open against the Colorado Rockies tomorrow night. It'll be three games against uh, Colorado, then three against the Milwaukee Brewers, and three at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Colorado Rockies and Mariner Baseball tomorrow evening, starting at 6 o'clock. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by the Habitat for Humanity store at 480 North Main. They're open 9 till 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Customer Appreciation Days on Wednesdays at the Habitat Thrift Store. The high temperature today, not bad. 55 degrees. Got a lot of blue sky out there. 
Cloudy, 28 overnight, sunny and 55 on Friday, sunny and 59 on Saturday. Things are looking pretty good. A slight chance of some showers on Sunday, increasing by Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday. About a 50-50 chance of showers Monday and Tuesday. Highs are going to stay there in the mid-50s. Overnight lows, right near freezing. Habitat for Humanity store. They're taking walk-in donations from 9 till noon. Call 684-2319. Get all the information. A very calm start to the day. And we are right at the freezing mark. Good thick frost. A lot of, a lot of moisture in the air this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, but uh, 32 degrees right at the freezing mark. But you're going to be scraping the ice off the windshield if your car was sitting out. Good morning. Really glad you could be with us Thursday Eric Carpenter here, uh, and busy, exciting day yesterday. Maybe it'll calm down today. This is KCVL, KCRK.